Throughout this season of Lent, we have been focusing on pictures from the Bible, images that the Bible uses, words that describe Jesus' great love for us. Eleven such pictures so far. Words that paint a picture of what Jesus did, how he demonstrated that love. The many ways, the Bible has many ways to describe a, a singular reality but one that has so many dimensions that one word picture, one visual picture in our mind and experience isn't enough. And each different image enriches our understanding of God's love. Each and every image helps us more and more understand Jesus' love in his Father's mission. Today, this evening, one more image. The cross, a familiar image seen literally tonight, but also emblazoned on our minds and in our hearts. This is most likely the best striking image of God's love in Jesus. It's the cross that I would say is universally recognized as the one picture that paints the depth of God's love in Christ. A number of angles that determine, that show the cross does both our spiritual problems and God's promise. The cross is, first of all, and maybe foremost, an image of pain. Pain and suffering. The pain that Jesus experienced through betrayal, through abandonment, through injustice and torture. Well, the gospel writers don't mention at all the details of torture. I won't either. History is replete with such descriptions, but they're not to the point of why we have gathered. They're not to the point of why the gospels were written. There's another part of the picture a spiritual dimension of all that took place. We've covered some of that in Bible study, but this evening we focus on those spiritual important aspects. The point. The point is the meaning and the purpose of the cross of Christ. And there are a number of Bible passages all through the New Testament, as well as the Old Testament we heard from Isaiah that speak about this multifaceted love. But there's, there's one more picture, a less familiar picture, that St. Paul's words describe when he wrote to the Christians in Colossae. He wrote, Jesus canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Conjure up an image. Yes, Jesus was nailed to the cross. That's the literal picture of this day. But with this lesser known image comes a new dimension of what this is all about. St. Paul described, you see the words, you've heard the words, St. Paul described this as Jesus who did the nailing. And what he nailed to the cross was the record of the charges against you, 
against me. Picture that for a moment. Criminals have a record. They have a record of their crimes and of their convictions. Many criminals have a long record of such things. In this picture, we are the criminals. Crimes that are spiritual as well as every day. We have a criminal record that is long, that is deadly serious. Crimes against each other and crimes against God, which all crimes ultimately add up to be. The picture of the cross tells the story, this story, as Paul has written these words. To see the cross, to see the image of the cross, to wear the cross, to make the sign of the cross over a group or over one's heart, bears witness to this. This is a matter of justice. The cross is. Crimes need to be paid for. Justice is about fairness. It is about making things right. And Jesus was about justice. He was denied justice, but it was Jesus who effected justice as he took criminal record of you and me and nailed it to the cross. Our criminal record has many crimes, many crimes. Our words spoken, our words spoken carelessly, foolishly, spitefully, angrily, in unjustified kinds of ways. So many crimes. Not just our words, but our actions. Uncaring actions. Self-centered actions. Actions which harm a few or many. Once and repeatedly. Our crimes are also in our head. Our head and our heart as they appear as we give them room, and as so often as they begin there, they translate into words and actions which are criminal. Someone must pay. Someone has to pay. Justice demands it to make things right, especially with God. God who is holy, God who is without any defect, he hates injustice. By his very nature, he must, and he does, and he must punish it. God cannot ignore crimes. He cannot ignore sin. His love doesn't cover it up or cancel out his justice. Not at all. His love works through justice. His love works and is together working with justice. We're told that there are at least four different kinds of justice in our human experience. Who gets what is one form of justice. Another form is procedural, how we treat others and treat them fairly. But then come an important two relative to this image of the cross, retribution. 
That is a justice that seeks payment for what has been done wrong. And a kind of justice that is also redemptive or restorative. Jesus' death on the cross was retribution. It was God's retribution for you and what you have done for me and what I have done, what the world has done against him. And Jesus, he paid the price for those sins. He took our punishment upon him. He didn't deserve any of it at all, but willingly, gladly, as part of his purpose, he took it and he nailed the record of it to the cross. He nailed it and left it there to die. That's the picture that Colossians paints. We can say you nailed it and by that we mean you hit the nail on the head. Another such expression. You got it exactly right. You completed the task. And all of that describes what Jesus did. Nailing the charge against us on his cross. It's what he did for everyone in all time. And in doing that, he restored us. He restored us back to a right relationship with God so that we could be together in fellowship with him, one with him, as he so much desired and as he so long and hard worked, even through Jesus. Do you see it? One cross, three nails. One cross, three nails, they add up to forgiven. Forgiven. There are many meaningful customs about this day. One of them I find especially meaningful and apt to this picture that St. Paul paints for us. In many congregations, there's a large hewn wooden cross. And in that cross are nailed a number of nails as it stands front and center in the midst of a congregation. And there's a time in that Good Friday service when people take a piece of paper and individually, privately write their crimes on that paper, their sins. And then at a given moment, they come forward silently and they put that paper on a nail on the cross. Remembering that Jesus nailed our charge on the cross. This day comes by many names. It's called among some Holy Friday, Long Friday, Great Friday, even Black Friday. Remembering the darkness that descended on all the earth between noon and 3 p.m. as Jesus hung there and eventually breathed his last. Certainly a dark day, not just literally, but in every way. So the darkness tonight, shutting out the light that remains to the day. We're in the midst of darkness. So commonly among us, even though it is dark, we can call this day good. It is a good Friday because it belonged to God. 
It belonged to God. And what is of God is good. And it was a good thing that God accomplished through all of this. Years ago, years ago, I was driving in and around the city of Philadelphia, radio on, trying to reach my destination. And I had talk radio on, and I was listening. And out of the blue, at least to me, the host of this talk radio spoke about Jesus dying on the cross. It wasn't a religious broadcast, but how he described it has stuck with me for years. He described Jesus' death on the cross as part of God's purpose as child abuse. Child abuse, where God willingly, purposely put his son Jesus on the cross to pay for sin. That's not the real picture. It may appear as such a picture, but it's deeper. It's more than all of that. This picture is about love. Jesus on the cross, or as St. Paul put it, Jesus nailing the charge of our offense to the cross. Divine love. Retribution and yet restoration. Jesus. The cross. The charges. The nails. Picture that. Picture it. They say a lot. Picture that and embrace Jesus. Here and now. Embrace him in good faith. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.